Wednesday, July 11, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City. We are right here in Denver, Colorado, and we are back for another day of talking sports with what is a dose of common sense, maybe just a hint of sarcasm. And you know, we do like to take a look back at some sports history now and then. You know, sometimes you actually can learn some things. I know that's kind of surprising to some people. We are doing our best to keep you entertained every single day. Happy Wednesday to you. I hope that your week is going well. You know, today on The Daily Dose, we are actually continuing our Daily Dose 50 States Tour from last summer. We are taking a look at some of the best athletes, some of the best moments, and yes, some of the worst moments for each of the United States of America. Yesterday, we actually made it through Missouri. Today, we are going to start up with the state of Montana. I hope that you enjoy this flashback to a previous episode of The Daily Dose. Wednesday, August 2nd, 2017, you are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, sports writer from Denver, Colorado. You know we talk sports every single Wednesday, and we do our best to bring you a common sense approach in the world of sports. And you know, just like in everything else, common sense in sports, yeah, not really all that common. You know, we don't do the trendy argument silliness. We just try to bring you some honest sports takes. There are a couple of ways that you can participate in the Daily Dose. You can go check out new articles and a link to the podcast every single week. If you head over to dailydosesports.wordpress.com, you can find new articles and a link to the podcast. But if you have a question, a comment, maybe you need some advice, or maybe you would like to contribute something to the show, we would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosesports at gmail.com, or go find us over on Twitter or Facebook and message us that way. You can find us over on Twitter or Facebook at Daily Dose Sports, D-A-L-Y, Daily Dose Sports. We'd love to hear from you. We would love to get your thoughts. We have smart listeners here at the Daily Dose. We actually want to hear what it is that they have to say. Today on the show, we are continuing our 50 States Tour. You know, if you missed our show last week, I would encourage you, go back and check out episode 139. We hit each state from Alabama to Missouri. We look at some of the best athletes the best sports moment, and the worst sports moment from each state. And today, we will be finishing up the tour as we plow through each state from Montana to New York to Texas to Wyoming and look back at some of the great athletes and some of the most memorable moments in sports. Did you agree? Did you disagree with any of our selections? Feel free to let us know. We would love to hear from you. You know, like we said last week, the United States is a wild collection of people and of ideas. But as we self-medicate, and as we argue, and as we eat, and as we shoot each other, whatever it is that we're doing over here in the United States, we do manage to turn out some pretty amazing athletes. And some of the more memorable moments are just etched into our brains. Like, you can hear some of the clips that we've played. Please don't sue us if you hear any of these clips played. We try to give credit where we can. But you hear some of these clips, it takes you right back to where you were when you heard that for the first time. So today, off we go on the second half of our 50 states tour. And we are going to jump right in to big sky country with the treasure state of Montana. You know, Montana is the fourth largest state in the United States. It's got numerous mountain ranges. It's got numerous rivers, lakes. This is ranching country. This is fishing country. 
This is hunting country. This is not so much sports country. It's kind of hard to play sports in a pair of cowboy boots and Wranglers. Not impossible, as Brett Favre showed us, but it is difficult. And as a result, we don't have that much coming out of Montana. Some of the best athletes that we have from Montana, of course, former NBA player, coach, front office man, whatever you want to call him, Phil Jackson is a native of Montana, having grown up in Deer Lodge. But after Phil, it gets pretty thin. Baltimore Oriole pitcher Dave McNally was from Montana. Dallas Cowboys offensive lineman Pat Donovan. And all-time bust quarterback Ryan Leaf is from Great Falls, Montana. Best moments in Montana sports history. Okay, there's no pro sports in Montana. But back in 1995, the University of Montana Grizzlies beat Marshall for the D1AA National Football Championship. It's not bad. Worst moment. We've got a few options here. Phil Jackson frying his brain on peyote is probably pretty high. Hey, you want to get high, man? But I would say, we just talked about him, I would say probably the Ryan Leaf story. Not only is he arguably the biggest NFL bust of all time, but then, following his career, he had the battles with prescription drugs and addiction, and those have all just kind of added to the legend. Ryan Leaf has been in and out of jail since 2010. That cannot feel great for the state of Montana. Hey, Ryan, uh, what do you think about your selection here as worst moment for the state of Montana? All right, we will just move on to the Great Plains and the prairie that provides so many of us with food from its agricultural and production of both beef, pork, corn, soybeans, you name it. Once again, this is also tough country. In Nebraska, you have to work the land. You've got to work the cattle. You have to be a tough guy to live here. And you've got to be a tough woman to date a Nebraska football player. You better have a good chin, is what I'm saying. Greatest athletes from the state of Nebraska. Pitcher Bob Gibson is from Nebraska. Of course, Johnny Rogers played for Nebraska. Heavyweight champ Max Bear is from Nebraska. Wade Boggs, Amon Green, of course, longtime Nebraska football coach Tom Osborne, and freestyle motocrosser Brian Deegan, all from Nebraska. Best moment, of course, Nebraska doesn't have a professional team, but you will not find a more fanatical fan base than those that support the University of Nebraska. The game of the century, 1971, has got to be the greatest moment in Nebraska history. The top-ranked Cornhuskers were on a 20-game win streak, and they went down to Norman, Oklahoma, to face the number two Oklahoma Sooners. Nebraska had the top defense. The Sooners had the best offense. Something had to give. The Huskers, of course, beat Oklahoma 35-31 in a thriller, and they went on to the national title that year. Heisman winner running back Johnny Rogers actually returned a punt 72 yards for an early touchdown. You can hear that right here, thanks to Husker Media. The fourth down's a rarity for Oklahoma this year, I'll tell you. Joe Wiley in the kick. Wiley stands at his own 24, waits for the snap. Rogers deep for Nebraska. Here's Wiley's kick. It's high. It holds up there. Rogers takes the ball at the 30. He's hit and got away. Back up field to the 35, to the 40. He's to the 45. He's to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, to the 20, to the 10. He's all the way home. Holy moly. Man, woman, and child did that. Put him in the aisles. Johnny the Jet Rogers just tore him loose from their shoes. So the worst moment for Nebraska has got to be back in 1996. The Nebraska Cornhuskers had another win streak going. This one was 26 games. They had won two straight national titles. They went into Tempe, Arizona 
and came out with a big loss. Quarterback Jake Plummer threw for nearly 300 yards, and the Nebraska offense was held to just over 200 yards. Nebraska got thumped 19 to nothing, and that was the end of the big streak for Nebraska that year. Our next stop is going to take us to the Silver State. You know, the state of Nevada basically is just a desolate desert that we have all somehow been convinced to visit because gambling there is legal. And if you've been to Las Vegas lately, you know that winning actually kind of seems like it's illegal because it doesn't happen very often. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Isn't that what we're told? And apparently what happens in Vegas is your bank account. (laughs) Greatest athletes to come out of Nevada. Got to start with tennis player Andre Agassi. Kyle and Kurt Busch, both from Nevada. Cubs third baseman Chris Bryant is from Nevada. Bryce Harper from Nevada. Pretty good baseball players there. Running back Steven Jackson, DeMarco Murray, Barry Zito, and Greg Anthony all call Nevada home. Best moment in Nevada sports history. Got to be 1990. One of the greatest teams in college hoops history. The UNLV running Rebels plowed through the season. They were 35-5. and And it seemed like once they hit the postseason tournament, they really hit their stride. Greg Anthony, Anderson Hunt, Stacey Ogman, David Butler, and Larry Johnson, they were beating teams by an average of nearly 14 points a game. They blew out Duke by 30 in the national title game. It's got to be the greatest moment in Nevada sports history. What's the worst moment? Well, just one season later. After going undefeated all season, that same UNLV squad, they returned everyone. They had a rematch with Duke in the Final Four, and it's just going to be another blowout, right? Well, Reps coach Jerry Tarkanian tried to warn his players that this Duke team is going to be different, and they wouldn't believe him. They didn't listen to him. They didn't practice hard. The game was a dogfight, and with 12 seconds left, Christian Leitner hit two free throws to give Duke a 79-77 lead. UNLV had a chance to tie or win, and you can hear how it went down right here. This comes to us from CBS. Blank look of Jerry Tarkanian. Will his team rise to this challenge with 12 seconds to go? Jim, I think you're going to see the ball in the hands of two people. Anderson Hunt, Larry Johnson. And in the case of Duke, I would take the chance and say don't try to grab a rebound, bat it long, because you can believe UNLV is going to send five men to the boards. Larry Johnson brings the ball up. Looks like he wants to go all the way with it. He's outside now, stopping his dribble later on him. Hunt will have to do something. Put the three, three, off the back. Hunt and Long. Hurley's done it. Duke has done it. Duke has upset UNLV. We now cross the country to the Granite State. You know New Hampshire is the fifth smallest state by area and also the ninth least populated state. So it's not very big and also apparently no one really wants to be there. Kind of odd that a state that takes its nickname from the numerous rock quarries is not more popular with the tourists, right? Like you'd think people would be dying to get there. Well, what can you say? Americans are a fickle group. Greatest athletes to come out of New Hampshire. Not surprisingly, there's not an abundance of top flight athletes coming out of New Hampshire. Let's see. Spurs ginger Matt Bonner is from Concord. Coach Chip Kelly is from Dover. Remember quarterback Greg Landry? He's from Nashua. Skier Bodie Miller, he's from Easton. That's not bad. And we're out. Sorry, New Hampshire. It's about all you got. Best moment in New Hampshire sports history. Oh boy. Uh, needless to say, we don't have a whole lot in the way of great moments. They don't have any professional teams, but they do have, in New Hampshire, they've got Dartmouth and they've got Plymouth State College. 
Now, neither have really ever been very good at much in athletics. But if you remember, back in 1985, Sports Illustrated wrote an article that Plymouth State running back Joe Dudek should win the Heisman over Robbie Bosco, Doug Flutie, Chuck Long, and Bo Jackson. Of course, Dudek finished ninth in the voting, but hey, New Hampshire and Plymouth State got a little bit of publicity. That's not all bad. That's a pretty good moment for them. Worst moment in New Hampshire sports history? I don't know. Being reminded that Jay Fiedler attended Dartmouth every time he ever got into a game? I guess that would probably be it. We love throwing out those Ivy League schools, don't we? Okay, enough of New Hampshire. We now move to the most densely populated state in our nation. Yes, the Garden State. New Jersey is truly a place of innovation. You know, it's brought us such modern inventions as FM radio, the motion picture camera, the light bulb, the lithium battery, and and the use of toxic waste as building foundation material. Yeah, pretty nice. Greatest athletes to come out of New Jersey. Of course, Derek Jeter. He grew up in Michigan, but he was born in Jersey. Shaquille O'Neal, a Jersey guy. Rick Barry, Franco Harris, Bill Parcells. Soccer player Carly Lloyd, Dickie Vitale is a Jersey guy, Marvelous Marvin Hagler from Jersey, Mike Bibby, Victor Cruz, Greg Olson, Joe Theismann, Mike Trout, and race car driver Martin Truex Jr. Pretty good athletes coming out of the state. Best sports moment. Jersey has the New York Jets, and they actually have the New York Giants that plays their home games within its borders. But the New Jersey Devils are the lone pro team with New Jersey in their name. And in 1995, they surprised everyone. They beat the Detroit Red Wings and won the Stanley Cup final. Probably the best moment in Jersey sports history. Worst moment in Jersey sports history? It could be a little tougher. I mean, the Jets, the Nets, Rutgers, plenty to choose from. I'm actually going to go with Jersey University, Seton Hall, going all the way to the 89 NCAA championship in men's hoops. The Pirates had a one-point lead and the ball with about 12 seconds left in overtime. John Morton missed a jumper in the lane. Michigan got the rebound, and the officials called a little bit of a shaky call that sent Rumiel Robinson to the line with three seconds left. Rumiel Robinson was a 65% free throw shooter. With the game, with the championship on the line, yeah, he nailed them both. That's just bad luck, folks. Got to be the worst moment in Jersey State history. All right, we are going to head southwest. We are now going to go visit the land of enchantment. You know, New Mexico is the third leading crude oil and natural gas producer in the nation. But it's the sixth least populated state. And that's probably because if you've ever been to New Mexico, you know that enchantment is just a fancy way to say desert dust. That's basically kind of all that's down there. Okay, greatest athletes out of the state of New Mexico. That's some decent ones. San Francisco 49er safety Ronnie Lott is from Albuquerque. That's pretty good. So is race car driver Al Unser. He won the Indy 500 four times. And his son, Al Jr., is from there as well. He won it twice. Running back Arian Foster. Holly Holm. Remember Holly Holm? She knocked out Ronda Rousey. She is a New Mexico native. Colt McCoy, boxer Johnny Tapia, also from New Mexico. Best moment. And again, you're talking about a state that doesn't have pro sports, but down in New Mexico, they are big supporters of their hometown New Mexico and New Mexico State University teams. Back in 1960, I know, we're going ways back, quarterback Charlie Johnson led New Mexico State to the best season in their history. They went 11-0, and they actually beat Utah State in the Sun Bowl. Now, I know it's Utah State. That doesn't sound too great, but Utah State was led by future Hall of Famer Merlin Olson, so that's not bad. Pretty good moment. Worst moment for New Mexico? 
Again, not a ton to choose from. But back in 1978, the New Mexico Lobos had put together what is probably their greatest season in men's hoops. They were 24-3, and and they were being ranked as high as number 5 in the country behind Marvin Johnson and Michael Cooper. Of course, Michael Cooper went on to great success with the Lakers. New Mexico entered the NCAA tournament as a dark horse favorite, maybe to contend for a title. But in the first round, they were sent home by Cal State Fullerton. They lost 90-85, to and that was the end of one of the greatest years ever in New Mexico hoops. We now continue with our 50 states tour, and our next stop is going to be a big one. The Empire State, the melting pot, the home of the Big Apple. Yes, the home of Gotham. We are talking about the state of New York. You know, 20 million people, New York is the fourth most populated state in the country, and it is the home of some of our country's most famous landmarks. The Statue of Liberty, it's been a sign of freedom to everyone who arrives in New York Harbor. Niagara Falls, it's famous for its beauty and for its source of hydroelectric power. Times Square is one of the biggest commercial intersections in the world. It's located in Midtown Manhattan. And Trump Tower is a 58-story skyscraper that serves as a reminder of what the rest of the world thinks when they imagine the term ugly American. Yeah, so a lot of things going on in New York. Greatest athletes and some of the best of the best have come out of New York. Check out what I mean. Michael Jordan was born in New York. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Julius Irving, Lou Gehrig, Carl Yastrzemski, Sandy Koufax, Whitey Ford, Phil Rizzuto, Hank Greenberg, Jim Palmer, John Mackey, Mike Tyson, Art Monk, Sid Luckman, Boomer Esiason, Red Auerbach, Vince Lombardi, Joe Paterno, Pat Riley, Joe Torre, Pop Warner. Look at all those coaches that came out of New York. Some really, really good, good sports people coming out of the state of New York. Best moment in New York history. We're actually going to go back to 1980. The Winter Olympics took place in Lake Placid, New York. The Team USA hockey team was made up mostly of 18, 19, 20-year-olds. They were just amateur players. Of course, the Russian team was the most powerful team in the world. They were comprised of grown men. They played professionally weeks prior to this matchup. They had played each other in an exhibition. The Soviets had crushed Team USA 10-3, but on one magical night... In the first night of the medal round, Team USA somehow shocked the Russians 4-3, to and they would go on to win the gold medal over Finland. Here's a clip from the Miracle on Ice. This comes to us from ABC. 28 seconds. The crowd going insane. Carlemont shooting it into the American end again. Morrow is back there. Now Johnson, 19 seconds. Johnson over to Ramsey. The Yelechinov gets checked by Ramsey. McClanahan is there. The puck is still loose. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to Silk. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Worst moment in New York history. And there's been a few. We could just go through, of course, the whole Buffalo Bills history. There's been a few moments that stand out. Here's one that stood out to me, though. Game one of the 1995 NBA Eastern Conference semifinals. The New York Knicks had gotten 21 points from John Starks, 17 points from Charles Oakley, and 11 points and 10 rebounds from Patrick Ewing. Playing at home, just 18 seconds left, the Knicks had a six-point lead. They were going to go up 1-0 in the series. And then Reggie Miller happened. Here's a clip from NBC. Houston and Utah tied at two early. We'll be going there at the conclusion of this game. Game that's seen nearly 60 fouls called. Actually, that is short of the record for both teams in a playoff game. 
Miller for three. And he got it. Reggie Miller with a clutch tray. And it's 105-102. And a steal. Miller retreats to the three-point line and hits again. Yes, so Miller hits the two threes. John Starks gets fouled. He misses two free throws. Patrick Ewing misses a putback jumper, and Miller would get fouled, knock down two free throws to win it. Reggie Miller scored eight points in about 15 seconds, and the Pacers beat the Knicks. You know, the Pacers would go on to win that series in seven. And you just had to look back to game one and how the Knicks had melted down and let Reggie Miller come into Madison Square Garden and just take one from them. All right, moving on. We now head south from New York. We're going to go to the Tar Heel State. When you think of North Carolina, you kind of think of flight, don't you? I mean, the Wright brothers had their first successful flight in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. David Thompson first introduced flight back when he was playing for North Carolina State from 73 to 75. And then, of course, Michael Jordan took flight as a member of the North Carolina Tar Heels, and he won a title for North Carolina. And now it's kind of changed, right? We don't think of flight as much. In fact, the biggest name we think of from North Carolina right now is Duke basketball player Grayson Allen, who is known far more for his trips than any actual flight. (laughs) Kind of weird how that has changed. Some of the greatest athletes to come out of North Carolina, the king of NASCAR. Racing's Richard Petty is a North Carolina native. Dale Earnhardt, also from North Carolina. Pretty good racers coming from that side of the country. James Worthy. Quarterback Sonny Jurgensen, spitball pitcher Gaylord Perry, linebacker Bobby Bell, Walt Bellamy, NFL coaching great Joe Gibbs is from North Carolina, so is Chris Paul, Jim Catfish Hunter, and Celtics great Sam Jones. Bob McAdoo is a North Carolina native. Best moment for North Carolina. You know, back in 1983, Houston was the big dog in men's college basketball. They rolled to a 31-2 record behind Akeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler. And when they beat number two Louisville in the Final Four, they're headed to the national championship, but everyone's going, no, that's it. You won. You beat the second best team that was out there. Yes, they had one game to go, but all they had to do was beat the number six seed North Carolina State Wolfpack. No way NC State is going to hold up against Houston. Well, except that they did. And with the clock running out on the game, it was tied. And Carolina State had the ball when Derek Wittenberg heaved up a prayer just before the buzzer and Lorenzo Charles jumped up and dropped the ball into the hoop. We saw one of the biggest upsets in NCAA tournament history. Here's a clip from CBS. He has his three guards in there now as Gannon's in there with Wittenberg and Lowe. Down to 25 seconds. Dangerous pass. This is a really interesting strategy by Houston. They're aggressive now. Not staying back. Well, remember they have a team in there for, to block anything that goes inside. Down to 14 seconds. Oh, almost stolen by Drexler. Boy, is he good at that. They've got to drive to the basket. It's down to seven seconds. You can see the time. Wittenberg. Oh, that's a long ways. They won it. So what is the worst moment in North Carolina history? I guess it's got to be the Matt Doherty era, doesn't it? You know, North Carolina Tar Heels fans were used to winning. Beginning back way before Dean Smith even, back with Frank McGuire, back in the 50s, UNC was always a contender. And then, of course, you had 35 incredible years under Dean Smith. When Dean Smith retired, he left the program with his longtime assistant, Bill Guthridge. But Guthridge only lasted two seasons. He was already old, and so now North Carolina was looking. They were searching for a new coach. And in 2001, 
they hired former Tar Heel Matt Doherty to be the coach of their future. Doherty played for Dean Smith back in the 80s, and he had a little bit of success coaching at Notre Dame, but he just had one season. But you could see right away the job was too much for him. He went 53-43 and as a head coach, but considering the talent that he had inherited, that really wasn't that great. And it seemed like he distanced himself from everyone with some of his moves. He was firing staff. He was firing people in the front office. He didn't get along with anyone. seemed like he just rubbed everyone the wrong way. And then the losing began, and it started to get ugly. Matt Doherty and the Tar Heels lost to Georgia Tech by 27. They lost to Duke by 32. They lost to UConn by more than 30. They lost to Florida State by more than 30. They lost to Maryland by 40. Matt Doherty lasted just three seasons with the Tar Heels, and for most fans, he was not gone soon enough. I know three years doesn't seem like a whole lot of time. I think Carolina fans were ready to be done with him after year two. Matt Doherty era, pretty tough era in North Carolina sports. Now, after New York and North Carolina... We saw some pretty good athletes. We saw some pretty amazing moments. Now we head to a state that has significantly less. Less people, less resources, less sports in general, and honestly, less interest. But don't stop the show. Just hold on. North Dakota is called the Peace Garden State. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because apparently the barren wasteland state was already taken. Oh, take it easy, North Dakota. I'm just making a joke. And besides, in a few years, when you get the internet and you hear this, you'll be able to laugh too. Hey, greatest athletes to come out of North Dakota. Longtime basketball coach Lou Dolson. He's from Mayville. Former Buffalo Bills defensive lineman Phil Hansen. He's from Oaks. Uh, sorry, North Dakota. I'm sort of out. Best moment in North Dakota sports history. I realize that they have some D2 college football championships. And they've had some success in hockey as well. But in 2014... The North Dakota State Bison men's basketball team made it to the NCAA tournament, which is pretty good. But then they even managed to win a game. They beat Oklahoma in overtime. That's not bad. And on the big stage, too. Pretty good for North Dakota. Worst moment for North Dakota? It's kind of a bad one. Back in 2012, the Minnesota Golden Gophers had beaten North Dakota 6-2 in hockey. And during the postgame handshake, Ben Blood, a player for North Dakota, sucker punched an opposing player. You can't go sucker punching players in the handshake line. That's supposed to be like sacred. That's like a sacred moment in hockey. You can't be sucker punching players. Man, they're kind of rough up in North Dakota. Maybe I better be careful insulting the fine people from North Dakota. Okay, we now head back to the Midwest. And this time, we're going to make a stop in the Buckeye State. You know, the state of Ohio actually takes its name from the Ohio River, which is fitting. There's a number of rivers in Ohio. There's the Ohio River, there's the Huron, there's the Sandusky, the Portage, the Cuyahoga. And even though the Cuyahoga at one point was so polluted that it actually caught fire, it was still kind of a healthier situation than the Cleveland Browns. So, greatest athletes from Ohio. Jack Nicklaus is from Columbus. Pretty good. Pete Rose is from Cincinnati. Roger Staubach and Jack Lambert. Here's two guys... On opposing sides, Roger Staubach with the Cowboys, Jack Lambert with the Steelers. Huge rivals, both from Ohio. And then we've got another set of rivals. LeBron James and Steph Curry are both from Ohio. Did you realize that? Yeah, Steph Curry, born Ohio. Don Shula, Bob Knight, Edwin Moses, Urban Meyer, Phil Necro, Raleigh Fingers, Jerry Lucas, Len Dawson, Paul Warfield, Alan Page, and Ben Roethlisberger, all natives of the state of Ohio. Best moment for Ohio. Believe it or not, We do have some nominees for the state of Ohio. Of course, Ohio State has won a few titles. 
So that's got to be considered best moment. Archie Griffin won back-to-back Heismans, and the Cleveland Cavaliers won a championship just back in 2016. But I'm going to go way back on this one. I'm going to go way back on this one. Because in 1936, the Summer Olympics were held in Berlin, and Adolf Hitler was going to prove to everyone that his master race was truly dominant. Except that... Ohio State Buckeye Jesse Owens went out and won four gold medals and gave Mr. Hitler a lovely crap sandwich to eat. Yeah, that's probably a pretty good moment for the state of Ohio. What about the worst moment for Ohio? Now these, these we've got a lot of. Obviously the Cavs losing to Jordan, the Bengals losing to Montana, the Browns losing to Elway. All those have to rate up there. Ohio State has some losses in championships and losses to Michigan. But when Cleveland Browns owner Art Modell was unhappy with his stadium deal and he just packed up and moved the franchise to Baltimore in 1996, that is worse than any of those. Wait, it gets worse because then that team actually won a Super Bowl in 2000. Now that, folks, is the definition of rock bottom. And that is the worst moment in Ohio State history. Moving on, our next state on our 50 states tour takes us to the Sooner State. You know, Oklahoma is named the Sooner State in reference to the white settlers that staked their claim on the land and opened things up for more settlers to move in. You know, Oklahoma was considered to be prime land. This was choice real estate back in those days. This was somewhere that they wanted to be. I mean, I guess unless your name was Kevin Durant, you kind of wanted to be in Oklahoma. It's a good place to be. Some of the greatest athletes to come out of Oklahoma, Olympian Jim Thorpe actually grew up down in that area, Mickey Mantle, Bobby Cox, Leroy Selman, Johnny Bench, Steve Largent, Willie Stargell, Astros pitcher Dallas Keuchel, all from the state of Oklahoma. Best moment in athletics in the state of Oklahoma has got to be the streak. I want you to think about this for one second. On September 26th, 1953, the Oklahoma Sooners lost their season opener to Notre Dame. They did not lose again until November 16th, 1957. The Sooners won 47 straight games and two national championships. The Oklahoma Sooners win streak has got to be the best moment in Oklahoma sports history. The worst moment, probably in 2004. You know, the Oklahoma Sooners were 12-0 and behind Jason White and Adrian Peterson. And then they steamrolled Colorado in the Big 12 championship game 42-3, which earned them an Orange Bowl berth to face the undefeated USC Trojans. Now, there were many that felt the Auburn Tigers deserved the chance to play for the title. They had gone undefeated in the SEC, but the Sooners got the bid instead. Okay, here's your chance. Step up on the big stage. Get this done. Well, and then Oklahoma proceeded to get pasted 55-19 to by Matt Leiner, Reggie Bush, and the rest of the USC Trojans. Yeah, that's kind of a rough moment for Oklahoma, for sure. Okay, we are now headed to the Pacific Northwest, where we find the Beaver State. You know, Oregon is a beautiful state that is abundant with evergreen forests and bodies of water. Of course, sportswear company Nike is headquartered in Beaverton, Oregon. Nike is the state's largest public corporation, has an annual revenue of over $30 billion, and it employs thousands of children all over the world. (laughs) I know, I know. Calm down. Greatest athletes from the state of Oregon. Danny Ainge is from Eugene, Oregon. Dale Murphy is from Portland. Nadamakan Sue. Quarterback Derek Anderson. Scott Brocious. 
Kellen Clemens. Gonzaga basketball coach Mark Few is from Oregon. And Olympic runner Steve Prefontaine. Oh, yeah. And one more. Tanya Harding is from Oregon. <gasps> All right. Best moment in the state of Oregon. In 1977, head coach Jack Ramsey put together a pretty good team. They understood how to play defense. They knew how to move without the basketball. They had Bill Walton, Maurice Lucas. The Portland Trailblazers went 49-33. and And then in the playoffs, they beat the Bulls, the Nuggets, and the Lakers. And they won the NBA Finals in six games over the Philadelphia 76ers. Probably the greatest moment in Oregon sports history. Worst moment for Oregon, probably go back to 2001. Because in 2001, the Oregon Ducks were a national champion contender. They were rolling along. They were 6-0. and Remember they had Heisman hopeful Joey Harrington? When 3-1 and one and unranked Stanford came to town and beat the Ducks 49-42. to 42. The Ducks didn't lose again in 2001, but that loss kept them out of the national championship game. Instead, we had to see Nebraska go get trounced by Miami. Oregon probably should have been there, but that loss to Stanford wrecked their 2001 season where they had such high hopes. Just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping to do, you might want to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles that feature your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, and your favorite video games. July's Loot Crate theme is now out. It is called Team Up. If you need someone to watch your back, it sounds like it's time for a team up. Do better together with an awesome squad of collectibles in gear, including not one, but two t-shirts in this month's crate. Now, July's Loot Crate theme features items from Ant-Man vs. Wasp, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Adventure Time. But if none of those franchises interest you, make sure that you head over to Loot Crate because trust me, they have just about any movie, TV show, or video game franchise that you can come up with. They have so many things over there. The best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, just be sure that you type Daily Dose in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order just as a little thank you for tuning into the Daily Dose, which we do appreciate so much. Hey, I hope that you enjoyed this look back at our 50 states tour. I hope that you remembered a few of those moments that we did discuss just now. Tomorrow, we will be back to finish out our 50 states tour. I think you will enjoy the last episode of our 50 states tour. Hey, I'd say thank you all so much for listening to the Daily Dose today on your Wednesday. I hope that you are enjoying the show. I hope that we are keeping you entertained during what is a little bit of a slow time in the world of sports. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for the texts and the suggestions and the retweets. It is all very appreciated. Hey, I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. And I hope that you have a great Wednesday.